In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. And this is the time now to be calling those agents and just just basically here's another sample script off of my top of my head. What's up, PJ? Long time no talk, blah, 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 blah. Hey man, I'm just curious, right? Market shifted. You feeling it? Yeah. I'm just curious. Like, what has changed for you in mm. planning for the rest of the year? Like, mm. what are you gonna start doing? What are you gonna stop doing? And I'm asking PJ because I'd like to find out how I can help. No, that's like, incredible. If that's all you did, man, to the next 10 agents, you're gonna get seven appointments. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer, your host of the Mortgage Market Radio podcast. So glad you're tuning in today. Man, we've got a great show for you. And that's going to begin in just a moment. But I thought I'd give you a quick update from our world of mortgage professionals that are you in a situation where refis have obviously dropped off and you're looking to step up your purchase business, but you're struggling with how do I attract attention from? How do I get engagement from real estate agents? And you don't want to do it in the way that everyone else seems to do, right? The same as lame marketing. You want to actually provide value and differentiate yourself and build a preeminent brand in your local business. Well, look, you know by now that I believe one of the premier most effective, efficient ways to do that is by leading with education, building an educational platform in your local area that attracts agents to you instead of you chasing agents. Therefore, you get to be in control. It's reverse prospecting. You get to sift and sort and decide who you work with, who you don't. And most importantly, when you follow a system, you build predictability and reliability into your processes because it is a process for identifying, prospecting, and converting real estate agents to referral partners. Therefore, I'd like to remind you of a special opportunity you have to learn more about my agent classes and the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. I'm going to read you a brief little uh, text from a couple of our members that went back and forth this week. One of our members was asking, uh, this was Nick, asking, how often is everyone doing their classes? And this is one of the 15 different answers that we got back. But uh, Chris expanded on the answer and essentially said that he's following the system right? Whether you're doing it in person or virtual, right? Use the feedback forms, promote the classes, follow the process, right? And promote your next class in the existing class that you're at, and you will consistently have a full room of real estate agents. For example, Chris got 30 realtors signed up for his Instagram class and 40 realtors signed up for his Google business class after teaching two sessions on database marketing. If you're wondering, where does he get all those classes from? He gets them from the My Agent Classes platform as a Mortgage Marketing Pro member. Furthermore, Chris went on to say that he's been doing this now one to two a month for about a year and that he pulls around a million dollars from each class. Let me say it again. He pulls around a million dollars in originations from each class. 
Do the math on that. Whatever your commission rate is on that, you tell me if that activity, if there's a higher ROI and ROE, return on effort, if there's a higher, more effective, better use of that for generating purchase money referrals, let me know what it is. Do you want to learn more about my agent classes and how you can participate? Go to mortgagemarketing.pro, watch the brief video I put up there, and you decide if it's for you or not. Okay. With that said, let's get into this week's show. PJ, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate it. And I really appreciate you reaching out because as you, you and I were talking before, you know, some of the best podcast episodes happen completely organically like this, which I think you just pinged me on Instagram. You're like, what's up? And then uh, you're going, hey, man, I uh, love whatever you said. Yeah. And I was asking you, hey, what if, what, are, what are your like, you know, numbers and all that kind of jazz? And, and here we are. So um, for those who don't know who PJ is, quick backgrounder, how long you've been in the biz and then, you know, the units volume last year and year to date. Yeah, absolutely. So been around the business my entire life. Um, I was playing PlayStation one in my father's office in center city, Philly under a desk. So I've been around loan estimates and pre CDs my entire time on earth. Uh, mm -hmm. but I've been full time in the business, feeling the plane and pressure personally for three years. So when COVID happened, uh, my father, Phil, was with this smaller company based out of New Jersey, correspondent lender, and had the opportunity to go with a larger national company. And he said, hey, if we're going to do this thing, it'd be a great opportunity for you to get in the business. Because uh, a lot of my interest is in scale, operations, infrastructure, things in addition to just you know, basic loans. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a cool opportunity to just come on board with this branch and really get into the trenches. Mm -hmm. That was April of 2020. Mm -hmm. At the time, he was always a top producing loan officer, always did 50 to 60 million himself with a processor and a loan officer assistant. So we always crushed it. But in 18 months, we were able to double that. So we went from 20 units a month to 40 units a month. We went from 50 million a year to last year, we closed 115 million with Cardinal. Um, March was our biggest month together. We closed 55 units and there's only the two of us, just over 16 million in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And then an opportunity presented itself with American Pacific Mortgage. We transitioned, just finished out our first 90 days and have done about 20 million in two and a half months since we've been with APM. Wow. Congratulations, man. What do you Thanks, think, brother. you mentioned a couple of words, scale and growth and stuff, what, that seemed like something got lit. There was something lit while you were still at Cardinal, like that, that growth. What was it? There's a couple of things there. I think, honestly, it was recognition. Like it sounds like maybe a little self-serving, but it's just a massive company with a lot of different, like they have wholesale, they have consumer direct, they have retail branches. So we were having the conversation like, Hey, what do we need to do to get put on the map? Number one, like, what do we need to do to stand out from the pack? And what do those numbers look like? Mm -hmm. That was number one. And then number two was just being in the trenches every day, which anybody that's in this business knows, like there's just a certain grind that comes with being in mortgages. How do we do that to where we can yield good results and good rewards? How do we just get above the grind and actually put up numbers that maybe mean something, I guess? Mm -hmm. um, so those were just some, you know, some breakpoints oh, that. Well, so, so to make sure I understand the dots here. So you said it was your dad who's been in the business in Philly? Yeah. So he started, he spent 10 years in the North and then yeah. came down to Charleston in 2011. And now he spent 11 years in the South. Got it. Okay. 
Um, so like the, the jump in volume, part of that was just like standards, like, dude, we're not doing enough and let's raise the bar. I think the jump in volume was he always operated within his own capacity. Like he's the type of guy who never opens up Excel, but can remember 20 bars off the top of his head, knows where everybody's cash to close is supposed to be and knows exactly when he's supposed to respond to realtors yep. that reached a certain ceiling. And I said, dad, we got to open up Microsoft. We got to start <laughs> incorporating some different strategies here. So I think really it was just duplicating the groundwork that he already laid out you know, after yep. 20 years and being able to help expand that. So what I'm hearing, Chris, tell me if this is somewhat accurate, is I'm hearing, so he's, to use the term old school, right? Um, that's safe. The fundamental, all right, that's safe. <laughs> respect, right? Um, but then he's got, you know, you, right? Younger coming in and you, you use the word scale and you're probably seeing systems, tools. I, I like to do it this way, people process technology. And you're probably yeah. looking at like, okay, dad, what you could do is like, we could use this tech, this process, maybe bring on a person, right? Am I on the right track? 100%. Mm-hmm. And how did you get him to agree? Was there resistance? You know, honestly, no. So like, that's probably one of the greatest blessings or things I'm grateful for working together. Cause a lot of times, you know, we're here together 12, sometimes 14 hours a day. And people wonder the father, son dynamic, family, working with family, but we're so committed to doing a good job. And our goals are in very much alignment that he's just been hands off since we started. And it either says, Hey, it's a good idea or Hey, it's not. And if it's not a good idea, we talk through why it's not a good idea. Sure. So what, any, any particular tools or systems or anything like that, that stand out that you did introduce? Yeah. So I would say that's evolved a lot from my first month of working with him when it was as simple as a spreadsheet. Like that's really where it started. It was just, Hey, we got to get names on paper. We got to get names into the computer because it was seriously, CRM, maybe. <laughs> yeah, CRM, like maybe some drip campaigns. Let's get crazy <laughs> and follow up when it's somebody's birthday, like right. anything other than right. how many missed calls do I have? And let me call them back. That's yeah. where it started. So that's really evolved mm. um, from where we started. So we destroyed the spreadsheet. We started there and evolved that to where we got it as automated as it could. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we left Cardinal and came on board with APM, I said, there has to be a better way than spreadsheets because yeah. of how much manual time at work. So the technology has been really cool for us is we use Trello. So mm. I just basically built an automated pipeline in Trello for under contract and not under contract. Mm -hmm. So our LOAs and processors can just fly in there. And that's been like lightning compared to what we used to do in Google Sheets and Excel. Yeah. Wow. So big times ever there using Trello. Yep. Yeah. We use Trello for everything. Everybody's in the loop and updated and milestones and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Trello mirrors and compass, which is our LOS and yeah. you, you can use it mobile, right? So if I'm on the, if I'm on the road with my wife Saturday afternoon and somebody says, Hey, how does Mr. Johnson look? I can pull up Trello and go to prospects and say, okay, he's been pre-approved for a blank. Here's where he wants his payment to be. Shoot him a text right from Trello. And why was, it, uh, why was it Trello? Did you already have experience with that? Cause you know, I mentioned CRM, there's other tools, but any reason why Trello? I was just trying to find something that didn't require so much manual data entry. And we actually, during the transition, like we were almost at a stalemate for two weeks because we were so used to using the Google Sheets model and we had all this volume and deals to transition over it. But I didn't want to start because once you start, it's really hard to stop. Like once I start putting in everything into a spreadsheet, it's just constantly going. So we actually sat at a standstill for two weeks with this massive backlog accruing searching and Googling and looking for all these different 
platforms that are out there. And then uh, one of our contacts who runs a really successful team in Florida shared this training that a guy in Oregon did using Trello for his you know, small branch. And I watched the video four or five times and overnight, I stayed up all night and just built our version of what he recorded himself doing mm. and then just took off and never looked back. That's amazing. Love to hear that. Built, you just dug in and learned what you needed to learn. And now it's a, this is a hard question for you to answer, but I'm really curious and I, I tend to do these types of things. But um, I'm trying to equate an ROI or an ROE, right? Return on effort. Because I know yeah. Trello is not very expensive, first of all, right? Like, <clears throat> no, it's, it's a joke. I mean, it's yeah. like $7 per user. So maybe yeah. like 120 bucks for the branch. Exactly. Uh, and that's for like multiple people. Um, yeah. But can you assign, I know there's the like, oh my God, the efficiencies. And again, it's not a fair question. And I know you know where I'm going, but I'm like, uh, like, are you 20% more efficient? Or like, is this enabled you to your processes or that? Is there just less stress? Like, how would you articulate that? It's really tough to put a number yeah. to it. As I said, I know um, it's a bad question, but. <laughs> no, no, it's a great question. Um, like, I guess the way I would rephrase that to answer it in a better way would just be how much has Trello impacted our business versus yeah. Google Sheets. And I would say night and day because there's less, especially when you have multiple people working sometimes on the same file, there's less opportunity for somebody to duplicate the same task because everything's so visible on the card. Yep. Like if somebody just puts a note, hey, I called this guy, I don't need to call him again because I confused the X in the spreadsheet for the green highlighted cell yes. or... Like there's just more transparency. There's more visibility. Um, and it's a living, breathing document, unlike Excel, unless yeah. it's Google Sheets and all that. I get it, but still. Um, but still, so, even Google Sheets, I mean, there's a lot of manual work required to get it, hmm. quote unquote, sexy, if that's the word you want to use. Well, and I think it all comes back to the word you, what I'm hanging on here, scale is, uh, you know, again, people process technology, but this is one example of technology that has allowed you to scale and handle more volume. Yep. 100%. And quality of life. So we went like we went through a couple of different rough batches, but I love the word scale because that's been our goal since we started. Mm -hmm. So like 20 units to 30 units, 30 units to 40 units, 40 units to 50 units, 50 units back to 20, like when we transitioned, because we said we're, there's no way we're gonna be able to do this. And now we're back gearing, you know, over 30. So are you originating? Correct. Yep. You are. Okay. So you and your dad are the primary originators? Yeah, we're the only two originators. So we're ops heavy. It's just the two of us. And then we have three LOAs, three processors, and an admin. Nice. Okay. So next question then is, what is the primary source of your business? 100% relationships and referrals, which is you know probably pretty standard across the board. Um, primarily national home builders is where we probably differentiate ourselves from a lot of other branches. Phil, my father about seven or eight years ago, made it a mission to really focus and roll up his sleeves in the trouble bucket, if that's what you want to call it. You know, financing backlog where deals are very questionable, where they've been, you know, under contract on a lot for five, six, seven months and outside lender after outside lenders trying to get it done. He prided himself on being able to get those deals closed. Mm -hmm. So seven years later, we have you know, direct relationships with national home builders where we're sitting in the sales meetings, we're sitting in the lending meetings with their in-house banks. Um, but it's all local, right? You're not doing deals out of your state. Nope. All local South Carolina coast. For, so from Myrtle beach down to Beaufort and then yep. with our hub in Charleston is our market. Well, you, um, you, uh, one of your our DMS back and forth on Instagram, I'm reading it right here. The focus is 
self-employed, 580 to 620 FICO reloads, et cetera, right? Yep. Hmm. So I said on the fly in a presentation a couple of weeks ago, when most lenders shut the laptop is when we open it. And that really is a way to, I mean, it's the truth. Like most times if I'm another loan officer and I see something in the file and I'm like, wow, this is an issue. That's when we get excited. Like, please send me a DTI that's at 65 or 70 because we know there's a way to get it to 56 or to 50 and run approved. Okay. So, all right. Then let's challenge you on that. How do you do that, man? I mean, is it just like paying off certain debts or whatever? Yeah. So I would say a lot of times it's communication to uh-huh. the client. Like, cause we could communicate the same message, but somebody can absorb it and act on it in a much different fashion. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been situations all day long where somebody needs a co-bar and it doesn't matter what you do on the file. They need somebody else to go on, but it's the way you present that to the client that determines if they're going to call grandma who's getting social security and put her on the deal. If, if I ask and I make her uncomfortable and she's, she went to grandma's to get cookies and soup because she was so traumatized from the lender she talked to. But when we talked to her, grandma had a nap in 10 minutes and the deal's approved. Well, so tell how do you do that differently, man? So recently we've been trying to, and this goes under the scale bucket, but try to really think about what we do differently because a lot of times it's just the same word said differently. Like we close fast, we have low rates, like it's all the same stuff. So we tried to brand ourselves on the three C's where team Crescenzo team say, number one is we care. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really how you connect with the clients and get them to sometimes have those tough conversations is really care. Mm-hmm. Like if you slow it down and just try to talk to them and let them know, Hey, this might not work, but this is really what you need to do if you want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like there's probably more than that, but beyond the numbers, no, no, you got me hooked, man. I don't yeah. changed your tone. And that's, <laughs> that's actually an important thing to do. If you're actually caring is you're going to change your tone. You're going to bring it down a little. Yeah. Yep. All right. So first one is we care. Number one. Nope. See, yep. Number one's we care. Mm-hmm. Number two is we communicate. Uh, which is probably where we see the greatest inconsistency in the business mm-hmm. is sporadic communication. You respond to the first text in two minutes and then you don't call the listing agent back for a week or you know, you, you send out an email flurry and then nobody hears from you for a month right. or you, you hit your quota and you hit 5 million and then you disappeared for a quarter. Like, so we really try to pride ourselves on communication. That means communication to all parties involved. You know, that's title, attorneys, listing agents, buyers agent. If you re- if you reach out to us, we'll respond instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's to the client. And that's if there's an issue, if there's not an issue, we just want to be at the forefront of transparency, mm-hmm. um, which is also one of APM's like core values as a company, transparency. Um, and then the last is we close because, mm-hmm. you know, in this market, how many deals can you afford to lose? Yeah. Wow. That's good, man. I like that. That's impactful. Appreciate it. And then even more is like you actually take a moment to de- clarify or define what that means. Because like you said, it's it's the old cliche. It's not what you say, but how you say it. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Care, communicate, and close. Love that, man. Have you worked on, um, I'm curious what you did prior to this, because you've been originating essentially and teamed up with your dad through over three years. What were you yep. doing before? Uh, before I came on board, I was doing commercial property management. Okay. So it was a, it was a mixed use redevelopment project where they were taking a massive industrial building and just slicing it up into, you know, little office spaces with industrial space, mm-hmm. um, for subcontractors. Um, and then I had got my degree in commercial real estate. So I was in the commercial real estate bucket before I got into residential to long yeah. story short. It's a different animal. Yes. Uh, 
No, but you have a, you have a really good, I don't know if it's innate or just being around it. You've got a really great, um, what's the word like people skills, but this kind of self-awareness, you know what I mean? Appreciate uh, that. So yeah, just hats off to you there, man. Thanks brother. Uh, okay. So I have MMI open, you know, MMI. Yeah, for sure. Right. right? And I always, am curious when I can do this is I'm looking at your agent relationships. Cause, um, when I asked about the the number one source of business, right. You talked about the, the builder relationships and all that, but what mm-hmm. looks like you've, if you could articulate like the percentage of deals from builders versus agents, or are these agents at builders? Yeah. So I'll say it's probably 40%. I mean, there's still a lot of pre-owned business. Um, yeah. So I'd say it's probably 40% builders and 60% pre-owned just existing real estate. Right. Sure. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. And so um, uh, this is very interesting to me when I, when I unpack a MMI, because yep. what, what I'm really curious about is percentage of capture. It looks like you're crushing it with Carolina one. You know, what's interesting too about MMI on the flip side of recruiting. Like I would say not at all. So there's like a discrepancy between, I mean, there's some really good statistics and information and it definitely paints a great trend. Yeah. But like, when you say that to me, I'm like, who do we work with at Carolina one? I don't even know. All right. You're like, you don't think your capture rate is that good. No, like, but that's if if we didn't have the statistics, I would say no. Now, like, we work with the number one agent at Jeff Cook Real Estate, who's a huge brokerage here. Um, you know, we do a lot with Keller Williams. There's like, so I would say some different things that might not even show up on there, but that's what comes to my mind initially. Interesting. Well, and, I'm saying that only because it shows that you got 34 deals out of that one brokerage. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I need to circle back with Carolina One when we get off this call, <laughs> and I might write that down. This is awesome. And it actually just logged me out. So I got to log back in here, but um, okay. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I mean, look at this is how it goes, right? It's totally, yeah. that's what people love about this. This podcast is it's just like, it's just real. It's in the moment. Yep. I'm going to put in your name though here again. I got to type it back in C-R-E-S spell it for me if you don't mind. C-R-E-S-C-E-N-Z-O. All right. In South Carolina, here we go. Uh, so when you when you started working with your dad, did he have a bunch of agent relationships established? Yes, and we're still uncovering those because there's zero social media, like we said, zero systems, zero social media. So if he didn't personally reach out to you, or you didn't personally reach out to him, and he hit a a home run deal on the other side, if you're the listing agent, the buyer's agent, you heard the name and you never saw it again. So we still today as we're trying to expand the brand and do more social and get out to events, like oh wow, you're Phil Crescenzo, you saved that deal six years ago that nobody said could get done. Right. Right. And, and that really is probably our greatest value. And it falls under the, we care is I'm extremely and eternally, you can use the word in both ways, grateful because he did the right thing for so long in Mm. his business, Mm -hmm. but so many people didn't. So reputation. Yeah. And then, and I get, and I'm very grateful because I step into that. We have the same name. So I'm Phil jr. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so eventually he wants to hand over the business to you, I assume. Yeah, I mean that's we're constantly talking about what the next ninety days and what the next nine years look like, but that's that's the long term goal. Um, how do you, while we're on the topic of realtors, let's say let's say non builder realtors, how do you create brand awareness? That's a great question. I would say that probably two ways inside and outside the transaction. Brand awareness in the transaction is just doing what you say you're going to do and doing a good job. Close on time, make sure the client's happy, yep. respond when somebody reaches out to you and they'll say, wow, that was a good experience, which falls under the brand. Yep. Outside of the transaction is all the 
fun, frilly carrots that probably people spend more time on than the actual transaction, which is, hey, can we find this guy on social? Does this guy have a website? What's it like on Zillow? Mm-hmm. What's his marketing material look like? Yeah. Are, who's doing that on your team? Are you doing that? Are you kind of prospecting, right? Agents? Yep. Yeah. So I'm doing um, all of the marketing mm-hmm. and um, and then really taking the lead on sales. His His primary role is issues arise. We got a qualifying issue. It's been under contract. Something popped up. How do we get it fixed? How do we get it closed? Mm-hmm. Um, really just all things in the trouble bucket and then big branch picture, relationship with corporate brand strategy is more so under Phil's bucket and then meetings with our, with our builders. And then I'm more so new apps to under contract. How do we take this file from, he just did an app to, he just went under contract and that's out of the experience. Um, so what are some of the tactics you use to, you know, get in front of agents? Uh, is it social media following engaging? Is it classes? Is it video stuff? What are you doing? Yeah. So getting in front of agents, I guess in person has evolved a little bit. Like we had the COVID and that, that was like, 18 months of which everyone experienced, right? So for a lot, for a long time, getting in front of agents wasn't even an option. So now post COVID and post APM, it's just been lunch and learns have probably been the most successful way to get together. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are some questions you have on the lending side? What are some things you've run across, you know, on your side of the field? Let's get together and talk about it over lunch. Mm-hmm. We've had some really successful lunch and learns. Yep. And then, um, Digitally, just really just responding to people and just staying on top of communication. Well, I imagine you get, well, let me ask you this way. Do you do anything proactively uh, on the listing side, listing agents on transactions? No. And there's a ton of opportunity there. We don't. And I would love to. Busy. You're busy enough. I'll let you get that one hall pass today. (laughs) Yeah. But I I will write it down and lose sleep over it for the next six nights about the opportunity we do have to reach out to listening agents. Thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate that. Well, look, let me give you one idea. And this is for everybody listening too. Uh, I was talking about this this morning on our little small group coaching call. And that is, you know, in your market, I'm sure like most others, we're seeing cancellations and price reductions, right? And Mm -hmm. so of course, what's back in vogue is the seller buy down, right? And so um, I've had a number of my mortgage people that are in my community reach out be a phone call, be a posting on social media about seller buydowns, right? And one example this morning was this uh, gal, she posted an image or something like that about, you know, seller buydown and how it can, as I said, the key takeaway from this, everybody listening is if you're talking to an agent, by the way, this would be, so let me give you the real tactic. So my coaching tip to, to my people was, Hey, why don't you call the listing agents you did transactions with and just call small talk. Hey, Hey, what's up? This is Jeff. How you doing? Yeah. We closed that deal on Smith street. Hey, just curious. I'm checking in and you can even look up and see if they have any listings. If you have access to that and just yeah. you know, be like, Hey, I'm curious, how's it going with you? Are you seeing any price reductions or cancellations or like is buyer affordability an issue? Yeah, it certainly is. I'm seeing this and this. And then here's the key phrase. Would you be open to right a program that can help reduce cancellations, uh, eliminate price reductions and get more people qualified to purchase mm-hmm. homes? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the deal nine and a half out of 10 agents are going to say yes to that. <laughs> yep. And what's 100%. interesting. No, what's I love that. We're so thick in the weeds is that sometimes we don't realize, first of all, there's a lot of agents who've come in the business in the last five years. Seller buy-down has not been talked about for five years. Hasn't, hasn't been a need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and now it's a need again, but it's a great tool a, yep. for you to establish. Now it's funny, back to that story. Guess what? This lender posted that on her Facebook. An agent was following her that she did not even know was following her. 
but she knew who the agent was, right? And the mm. agent reaches out to her and says, hey, I saw your post about the seller buy down. Can I talk to you about that? Fast forward, she gets the deal. And that agent is like, my lender didn't even bring that up. Mm. Let's talk. That's awesome. <laughs> and they're under contract. Yeah. And that's, and that's just being proactive. I mean, that just shows somebody who wants to put their best foot forward and cares about what they're doing and wants to provide all of the best options possible is going to attract people that want to win. Well, look, I mean, this is why I like to go down this road is because, you know, everybody was so distracted by the refis, right? And now you pay the price of that whole thing. And they're like, well, what do I say? And most loan officers aren't thinking, you know, what to say other than the handout, right? What do I say? Don't say that. Don't yeah. say that. Yeah. Whatever you're, yeah, whatever you're thinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's about solving. That's problems, awesome. You know, solve yeah. problems. And what are the problems agents are facing is they're facing exactly what we just said. Price reductions, cancellations, buyer affordability. Three biggest mm-hmm. things. Now more than ever, they can leverage their lender, you, right, to help overcome mm-hmm. that. So if you're not calling with pitching that idea, you're missing out. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if that was, and this could be my opportunity to talk about how great the book was, but I don't know if it was in the book or reflecting on the book, but how important strategic relationships are, mm-hmm. like just during this time in general. I mean, and just business in general, you're working on important things with a lot of emotions and a lot of money's involved. The partnership's really going to make an impact. Um, but if it wasn't in the book, this is an opportunity to talk about how great the book was. So loved, and I'll preface for the audience, I'm a huge reader over the last four years. Um, I mean, I've probably read two, 300 books. Wow. Good for you. Building up a massive library. One day I have this vision in my mind with his and hers and my wife, and we just got this long row of books up in the wall in the home office. Right now, it's more of like an unorganized pile of books in a guest bedroom, but we're going to get there. but anyway, Disrupt or Die probably did the best job of presenting industry facts mm. and just factual information in general in a way that was digestible. Like mm. I was constantly highlighting and writing down. I'm like, wow, this is a really good job of presenting information, but also doing it in a narrative fashion where I'm enjoying reading this and I'm not like falling asleep on an encyclopedia. Right. right. Uh, like a statistics class. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not algebra and I'm not like texting my mom in high school. Can you come pick me up? It's like, it was, it was good. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. That's a uh, disruptor die, by the way, for those that are listening. Yes. And, uh, you can get your free copy over at get or Amazon. I don't, I don't know where the link is, but go click it. There's my Tyler. Yes. There we go. <laughs> um, no, you said something a moment ago about relationships and I'm going to steal a quote from my friends over at mortgage coach software, Dave Savage and gang. Yep. Um, and I actually just had Todd Duncan on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. This is a quote directly from him. We talked about this. Says right here from the interviews that they did, 93% of real estate agents right now have told us they would like to meet with the lender and figure out the next 18 months of their career. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So, well, and that, and there's so much to take away from that industry and non industry. That's just mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial connection of real estate as an agent, as a loan officer, and how important vision and intentionality is to what you're doing. 100%. Hundred percent, and this is the time now to be calling those agents and just, just basically. Here's another sample script, top of my top of my head. What's up, PJ? Long time no talk. Blah 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 blah. Hey man, I'm just curious, right? Market shifted. You feeling it? Yeah. I'm just curious, like what has changed for you in mm-hmm. planning for the rest of the year? Like mm-hmm. what are you going to start doing? What are you going to stop doing? And I'm asking PJ because I'd like to find out how I can help. No, that's like, incredible. If that's all you did, man. To the next 10 agents, you're going to get seven appointments. 
Yep. You and know? it's the, the curiosity, just yeah. asking and then actually caring. Well, how yep. can I help? And yep. that's, that's awesome, man. I love that. Show up and solve problems. Um, okay, good stuff. Let me jump back into, let's see, we talked about realtors, sources of business. Um, <laughs> what about uh, tech, social, social media and things like that? Uh, are you using social at all? Let me go back to your personal and we'll put a link in the show notes. It's cool. a PJC res three, but we'll yep. put a link in the show notes. Um, cool. Anything happening around social for you regarding business? Um, a few things there. So we have two social pages, right? I have my personal page and then I have a branch page. The first right. thing was just creating a digital skeleton for the branch so that we had something. Mm-hmm. That was part one. Part two is making it look pretty mm-hmm. um, and getting it uniform. So I don't even know if this has an impact or not, but we got like a local social team. And I said, I want, I love when I go on an Instagram page and all of the posts look like a well-decorated decor bedroom. I like everything to be in unison. So whether that impacts the experience or not, that was our first goal. Like, can we get some uniformity and get some consistency in the post? Right. So, so that's that. And then personally, I have gotten a few transactions off social media just from posting client testimonials posting some industry updates. I've probably, or I set in the world on fire, but I've probably generated four to five deals over the last two years that closed without attacking social media, but just posting leisurely as an individual that, hey, I'm, a, I'm in the mortgage business and I'm a loan officer and I, I run a small team and I've closed four or five deals just from a DM. Hey, can you help? Hey, my mom's trying to do this. Hey, I'm relocating. Mm-hmm. So- I mean, it's, it's definitely been worth posting on social. Yeah. I mean, if I look at your, we're talking about your personal page right now, you're pretty much just living your life on social. Yeah. Like, I don't see, I don't see a ton of business stuff on there, Yep. which I'm not, not passing judgment either way. I'm just noticing what's on there. Um, yeah, it's, it's my wife and I, she's nine months pregnant and I'm a loan officer. And that's like, <laughs> and now if you want to help me provide for my family, feel free to slide in the DMS and I'll get you a quote, but like, it's yeah. not. I'm not attacking mortgage content. Yep, yep, yep. But I want to be a good person and do good business. Well, that's that's clear that you are. I'm going to try and um, Google you right now and see what comes up for Google Business Profile. Have you messed, looked into that at all? I have not. I'm giving you a little clinic here, my friend. Wow, it's looking good. You got 68 reviews on Google Google Business Profile. I'll take it. Is, is somebody managing that for you internally in the company? Um, so we have a local web team. Um, we incorporated that about a year ago, the Google, my business. Okay. Right. They're doing good. Um, I mean, for, you know, 68 reviews, it's just like most I see are like, you know, a 10th of that. Awesome. You know, so great job there. Um, I mean, there's a few other extra things you could be doing, but seriously, that's like great job. And so I'm just like checking the boxes. Doing, yeah. doing a little audit here as I go around. No, anything we could take, coach. We'll take it back to the practice field. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Um, yeah. What about with video? What are you doing or plan to do with video? So just that's definitely been our greatest opportunity for improvement is video. I just created a YouTube channel mm-hmm. 48 hours ago and have our <laughs> little social team creating some okay. Graphics and content, and I and, and I'm actually going to say this because I don't want to be held accountable to anybody who watches. I'm going to start posting every Monday a Mortgage Monday post with Team Crescenzo, um, and I'm going to start with a 10 part series on choosing a mortgage lender and all of the different things that can come about that. 
things yep. different lenders can do differently. So that's going to be my goal starting Monday. Oh boy, pressure's on now. Yeah, now I got to do it. I actually want to put it out there so I can have the internal and external accountability to do this. Is, is the channel under your name, PJ Crescenza? I just created it under the name. Now this is pure creative, so the name could change by the time the name actually comes out. But it was going to be Mindset Matters with Team Crescenzo for a mortgage playlist and also some all things mindset. Ah, I see. So you're going to blend it. Yeah, because yep. you're obviously into mindset. Yes, sir. Right. I love it. Yeah, I don't know if you can see behind me, but I was trying to position the camera when the call started so you could see mindset is everything behind me, but I don't know if it worked out. I see the bottom half of it, but you're absolutely right. It is. And I saw that um, there was a list of favorite books and your favorite book is uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Was that it? Yep. Right. I love that. I love that book. That is a, uh, I just bought two copies of that to try and give them to my teenage boys. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough like I have a really good friend of mine I tried to give the book to, and we had a way different experience because it's a tough read. Yeah. But if you could take the message from that and like this guy lived through actual hell, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but lived through actual hell mm-hmm. and not only became a better man, but pulled such a powerful lesson that adversity provides purpose if you allow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just no matter where you're at, what your day is like, whether you're walking into a puddle or there's a tsunami falling on your head, you read Viktor Frankl and you're like, okay, it could be worse. (laughs) Exactly. No, I remember reading that book many, many years ago and uh, made a big impact on me as well um, because it's all about meaning and what you attach to things. Mm. And it's so funny. Here's a quick sidebar. Uh, I attended uh, this seminar years ago called The Forum, Landmark Education, The Forum. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of Landmark. Okay. So, uh, the very first day of the seminar is a two, two day weekender. The guy gets, guy gets up there uh, and keep in mind, like I have this whole background on Tony Robbins and all this stuff. So I'm kind of like, okay. Oh, no way. I was, that's awesome. And I saw his book was on your shelf there looking at your Instagram. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so the guy opens up the seminar and there's like picture a hundred people, whatever in the room it wasn't huge. And uh, anyway, he just opens it up very intentionally speaking slow like this basically he says, no intro, nothing. Get back there. He's like, life has no meaning. Yeah, all right. Thanks, bro. Like, how much do we pay for this? When's like, this over? Everybody just saw his reaction. It was like the neck jerk back. Like, what? What are you talking? And then he said it again, right? With these long, dramatic pauses. And everybody's getting uncomfortable. And they're like, what the... What is, I'm getting a little riled up. Like, yes, it does. Screw you. Life has meeting, right? Did anybody read this guy's bio? Who yeah, let him on the stage? Exactly. <laughs> and then he goes, accept that which we give it. Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. Exactly. Laid out. I'm like, oh, you floored me, man. And your, your delivery of that was priceless. I mean, that was a really good setup and drop down. Oh, and that was like, for me, gift. And, you know, like these books, these little things, maybe this podcast once in a while, things you listen to, you're like, all of a sudden it's a mindset shift, Mm. you know? So that's what I'm trying to, you're, you're about to have a a baby soon. Yep. Yeah. Firstborn, first son. Like any day. I I can see you, you're going to be starting to read from unlimited power out of that book or whatever. Let's go. I love it. (laughs) Or I love your quote here from um, Atomic Habits, which I have three of them up there. I just got to say this again for listeners. Rome wasn't built in the day, but they were laying bricks every hour. Like, mm. That's another great one. Yeah. You could almost spend an entire episode on every single one of those nuggets. 
mindset is everything. Rome being built. I mean, it's just, it's so powerful. People can absorb that and apply it. Nice nice collection. For those of you, again, I'll put a link in the show notes to your Instagram. So you're going to get a bunch of followers. Thanks, Uh, brother. Uh, but yeah, look at all these David Goggins. I just listened to that audiobook. That's just mind blowing. I tried taking cold showers after I read that book. I was like, I'm only taking cold showers. And it was like after four days and I'm like, all right, Goggins, you're a beast. Yes. That is something you have to work up to and train, which I did that. So here in Vegas, believe it or not, it gets cold in the winter and my, okay. my pool gets down to the thirties. Wow. Um, so that's like, I was like starting at 50 when it was 50. And then it's just like, I had to bow out, man. And did you make that a habit or it was- the longest I ever did was five minutes at, I think it was 49 or 50 degrees roughly. It's hard. Okay. That's pretty impressive. Still, yeah. yeah. But, but I want to get one of those plunge pools, plunge. Yes. Things. They're like, they're not cheap, but, but the, yeah. Gotta get but one hey, if it takes you to the next level, it's an investment on yourself and a better place to put it. Yeah. All right. So you're going to step up with the video and all that kind of jazz. Um, yep. Do you do like annual reviews and things like that? Mortgage uh, personally or professionally? No, with your clients. Do you call up and do like annual mortgage reviews? No, not yet. You will. Not yet. I okay. will. <laughs> you know, it's just, we need a reason to call our clients with something of value. So true. And, and that, yeah, go ahead. I was just say there's so much opportunity with your existing database. Like we're constantly hunting for new, yeah. but so oh, we closed yeah. about eight hundred we closed eight hundred loans in the last two plus years. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say zero repeat business because we've helped past clients, but there's been zero effort to tap into that database and say, Hey, can we help your brother or sister? Or how are you doing in life? Well, that's where a tool could come in, like something like a homebot or something else like that. Have you looked at homebot at all? Yes. Um, we had to set up a little bit when we were at Cardinal, but we okay. never we never put the fertilizer on it. Like we never watered it and gave it love. So I would like to make that. Well, know. no, no, um, no disrespect to my friends over at Homebot, but there's another one out there. I have the first time I've ever said this live. It's called my home IQ. My okay. home All right. And it is, you know, considered a competitor to Homebot, but they do some things quite differently as well in terms of alerts and things like that, and using AI to, to trigger alerts on what pe- your consumer's behavior is doing mm. um, online and things like that. But also from what seems to be, and I'll have them on the podcast soon, but what seems to be is it's also a much more favorable shared platform between agents and you. Mm. First, and again, I love you guys at HomeBot, but hey, right? Competitors, it's, it's a fact of life. So anyway- Iron sharpens iron. This will make you better, HomeBot. They are a uh, housing wire tech 100 winner for 2021. Ooh. So check them okay. out. Yeah. I wrote that down. My home Appreciate that. IQ, I'll put it in the show notes, myhomeiq.com. There you go. All right. So um, lastly, three years in the biz, you came up under your, you know, your father's wing, which gave you some access and visibility to it. But what advice would you give to those that are in a similar stage, first three to five years of their origination career? Like if you could look back and tell, you know, coach yourself, Starting out, what would you tell yourself? I would say, man, there's so many things there because the last three years, just reflecting on it, there's there's so many emotions tied to it because it's such an all-in business. So I would say, number one, work-life balance. Because okay. if I could go back and tell myself, hey, you're about to start this journey, just patient because it'll come in seasons. And you'll have big weeks, you'll have slow weeks, you'll have big months, you'll have slow months. So just pace yourself and don't 
be so hard on yourself. I think it's what I tell myself about starting um, today. It's just constantly try to pursue balance. You want to be all in. You want to do great. You want to be successful and you want to help as many people as you can, but just make sure you're blocking time for yourself and your family mm. to be really intentional about what you're trying to accomplish. Is it just throw as many units on the board as you can for 30 days? Is it you're trying to build your brand? Um, and then the third thing that I would break up of that is really work with people you want to work with. Because I think when I first started, anybody that had their real estate license, I was like, I will do whatever you want to do. I'm here to serve you. And then you ask people to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So work with people who respect your time and who are in it to be a great professional at what they're doing and just build quality relationships because there's value on both sides of that. You can still serve the client and respect the people you're working with. Love that. Love that. Fantastic. PJ Crescenzo, man. Thank you very much. I enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, brother. That was awesome. You bet. And so listeners, uh, we're going to put a link to his Instagram and more. That new YouTube channel we'll all be watching in the yeah. show notes. <laughs> and everyone, please check out his book because it was incredible. And he did not ask me to say that, but it was really good. That is right. We'll link to that as well, right? Disrupt or die. Um, awesome. Listeners, you know what to do. If you like this episode, we appreciate you tuning in. Leave us a review if you like it. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.